0: Welcome to DLC Live, your source for educational and inspirational interviews with mental health experts and advocates from around the world. Now, here's your host, creator of the DLC Anxiety worldwide mental health community, Dean Stott. Hi, Alexia, UK. Hi,
1: how are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you, yourself?
1: Good, good.
0: Brilliant, Um, the followers are just um, dropping which country they're from and what flag. Um, So I don't know if you want to introduce yourself, tell everyone where you're situated at the moment.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm from America. Specifically, I'm from New Jersey, um, right outside New York City, about 20 minutes outside New York City. Um, And my name is Alexia, if you didn't already catch that.
0: That's that's wonderful. And uh, the reason I've... uh, Ask you to come on um, out for the interview. Is obviously you've got your Instagram page that's growing incredibly well, uh, Not So Secret Diary of Anxiety. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to speak to you about that. We've had followers um, who've got some questions regarding um, your anxiety journey as well. Um, so yeah. If you just want to start from the beginning, like, uh, what, what age was you when you first started to get anxiety? Why did you come up with um, Not So Secret Diary of an Anxiety? And, yeah, if you just want to talk us uh, through uh, your experiences from the beginning...
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, I think I've always been quite an anxious person. However, I had never experienced the level of anxiety that I experienced um, up until a few years ago. Um, I had a very bad panic attack and it really just changed who I was and and how I looked at anxiety in general. Um, I had no idea that anxiety could be so severe and so debilitating. Um, and I ended up becoming very agoraphobic and I couldn't leave my house, um, because I was always scared of having another panic attack. Mm -hmm. Um, so it definitely, you know, took a toll on me and what I wanted to do with my life. And I felt like super alone. Honestly, I felt like I would talk to people and they would kind of they would kind of uh, you know think that they had an idea of what i was going through but i just didn't feel understood um and i definitely knew that i had to start a page like not so secret diary of anxiety because i want people to feel like they're not alone and i want people to feel understood and i i know how difficult anxiety can really be and how physical it can feel
0: no for sure and um you said that obviously you did um you felt like you had anxiety before this major panic attack. Um, what sort of symptoms yeah. would you would you, so you said like growing up, you felt like um, you did have anxiety symptoms. So what sort of symptoms would you say that you, you had before uh, this major panic attack that you had?
1: Yeah, so before the major panic attack, I experienced derealization, which at the time I had no idea was derealization. I thought I was just, going crazy. I honestly thought it was a psychotic break. Um, And, you know, it it felt like the world around me was not real. Um, I didn't know what was happening. So it wasn't until my first panic attack that I started to experience chest tightness, vision changes, constant derealization, as well as depersonalization. Um, I had head tightness. I had numbness in my hands and my feet and my extremities. Um, I had basically every physical symptom under the sun that you read about, Um, and they feel so physical. They feel like, you know, a real illness, and you get caught in the cycle because of that. You start to wonder, crap, is there something wrong with me? Do I have a physical illness? Did the doctors not find something? What do I not know? And that's how the cycle, unfortunately, continues.
0: So when anxiety disorder was kicking in, um, would you say that you was going to the doctors uh, more often?
1: Yeah, I had been to the emergency room, the hospital uh, quite a few times, about three times, and I still didn't believe them. I unfortunately went to other doctors. I followed up. I did lots of blood work. I did as much as I could possibly do. And unfortunately it was a waste of my time because it was, I, I should have believed them in the beginning. It was always clear, but it takes sometimes, no, you I, know, I, learning a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think anxiety is obviously uh, magical with the way that it can convince your mind that people who have been uh, trained in medical professions for, for Germany, I it takes like 10, 15 years or something to become a doctor. Yes. And not like you said, these medical tests, even though you presented with all this evidence, anxiety can still trick your mind into thinking that something's been missed. Yeah, Because, and I, and I do think, um, I don't know if you agree with this. I think it's just so easy now to, to go on to Google, type in a symptom and, you've heard of a case where someone was, wasn't diagnosed. yeah. Uh, and the thing is um, that one case that might have happened is, is highlighted on Google because it's just there. Yes. Um, so I do think technology um, definitely is to play um, with, with anxiety as well. For um, sure. Just regarding your Instagram handle, um, where did you come up with the name for that?
1: Um, I honestly was just thinking of like what different names I could put. And I was like, you know, I I like journaling. I like using my diary. And I think diaries have always been kind of, they're supposed to be secretive, you know, when you're growing up, oh, everything in a diary is secret. But this is like, no, let's end the stigma to mental health. Let's end the stigma to anxiety. It's anxiety is not the same for everyone. It is not experienced in the same way. So just because someone has, you know, a a cure for how they have anxiety, that doesn't mean that everyone is going to be cured that way. Um, So I just feel like it opens up the conversation, that type of of not so secret diary of anxiety, you know, it opens up the conversation yeah. for everyone to just kind of talk about. This is what worked yeah. for me. This is what didn't.
0: No, I think it's a wonderful name. I think uh, it's a really good name. So um, definitely okay. kudos to you there. Um, regarding obviously Instagram, what made you want to uh, do it on Instagram? So uh, over, say, like a Facebook group or something like that. Where, Um, what made you um, like choose Instagram for the platform?
1: Yeah, that's a good um, question. I don't know. I just feel like Instagram is where, I guess like my generation kind of is. I'm trying to get into TikTok, but I'm not quite there. I don't really know all about it yet. I don't really know how to do all the dances. could get there, Um, but you know, I, I- I, I am on Facebook. However, I don't use it as much. So definitely Instagram is where it's at for me.
0: Yeah. And I think the reason that I chose Instagram was, I thought it was easier to like get a community feel as well. So you can sure. connect everyone, obviously, from each corner of the globe. Um, sure. And I, 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 that, I can see that that's what you're doing with your community. Yeah. It's obviously just a little bit different. You're just a different stage to myself um yeah. what stage would you say that you are at um with the anxiety recovery like if you could say like a percentage of where you think you are on the journey
1: Oh, I love percentages. Um, It's hard to put a percentage on it, honestly, because on a good day, I could feel as though I'm 90% recovered. But on a bad day, if you ask me, I might say I'm only 40% recovered. So, you know, overall, I would say that from where I was when I was agoraphobic and stuck in my house, probably around 75%, three fourths, I do live quite um, a normal life, as though I lived it before I was diagnosed with my anxiety disorder. Um, but I know that I still have a ways to go. I know that I still have a lot of practice to put in.
0: And how long did the um, agoraphobia last for? How long? How long would would you um, stay in the house and not go outside?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I did have to still work, so I kind of was forced to go out at that point. But as far as going out with friends. Or going out into any type of social setting even grocery shopping that was avoided for quite a few months anything right. extra that was not absolutely necessary
0: and what would you what was the turning point um for you to start going out again was it was it a gradual process or was it just one day you woke up and thought i can't go on um like not do it like keep avoiding these situations. Uh, Was there like a light bulb moment?
1: Yeah, it was honestly a couple of different things. I knew that I didn't want to live in my house forever. Um, So I started to research some things. And at first I tried CBT, which really helped change some of my negative thought patterns. Um, And then I had found an anxiety mentorship program, which really helped me to learn, you know, about my avoidance behaviors and about how I need to really put an end to them. And that really did help get me out of my, my cycle of
0: agoraphobia. Brilliant. And how long like into that program did you start seeing um, like success? Um, was it was it like a, a gradual thing of um, going to like um, one social setting and then like building it up or was it like just putting yourself out there?
1: That's honestly a great question. I would say, you know, learning about everything provided. Um, some sense of ease for me in a few weeks. However, actually putting it into place when I actually had to go into social settings and sit with my physical symptoms, my derealization, my chest tightness, my my lump in my throat, I it took quite a few months. And, you know, the physical symptoms are still there, but you're able to just allow them to be there a little bit better and try to still do everything that you want to do. And then, and then they back off. So yeah, yeah it uh, was definitely quite a few months.
0: I think um, an anxiety disorder is why like you say is what, the anxiety can still be there, but it is, it, you're not paying attention to those symptoms. Yeah. And when you don't pay attention to the symptoms, obviously they'll start to reduce because your body's then beginning to realize that it's not a threat. So I think that when we put attention, when we put the spotlight on these anxiety symptoms, that's when they'll flare up. And that's when you can get many different symptoms, like you said. And when I was going through a panic disorder, and I don't know if it's the same with you, um, did you feel that like, just like every other week or something, there'd be a new symptom, like one that you hadn't experienced before?
1: To be honest with you, I just, as I thought I was recovering very well, just a few months ago, I just experienced lightheadedness and dizziness and i was holding on to walls as i was walking and i said wait i thought i was getting better but yes i always got new symptoms and they would always freak me out each time that new symptoms came on and unfortunately that made it worse
0: yeah and i can definitely relate to that as well because like you say it's almost like you get used to the symptoms at the time yeah and then a week later for example you'll get a new symptom and because because you're right. you're dealing with anxiety um and you haven't experienced this new symptom yeah. you then start to think well maybe this is an anxiety and then yes. you almost go down like a rabbit hole with health anxiety and google in and yes. yeah you, you, you like can really get stuck in a situation there mm-hmm. um, but i do have some questions uh, from the platform yeah um if you're okay to answer them of course the, First question is: Can you talk us through when you first realized that you had an anxiety disorder? So not not like your regular symptoms of anxiety. So when you thought that you needed to reach out for help, and right. when you did reach out for help, how was your family and friends, and and did you confide in them at the time?
1: Yeah. So um, the first question: I was out on a Saturday night with some friends and. I was out for about 20 minutes and um, I had to leave. I had to go home. Um, I felt like I was profusely sweating. I was—I I felt like I was dying, like I was having a heart attack. Now in hindsight, I know that was probably a panic attack, but at the time, all I knew was, okay, this is a problem because this is not how I normally am. I'm pretty social I'm, i I hang out with friends. I have no problem with it usually. So it kind of struck me like, i want to go talk to someone about this because i i don't want to live like this 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 isn't fun for me this isn't comfortable so at that point i did go see a psychiatrist um i did talk to my family and friends about it my family and friends were amazing they are so understanding and they try to be um however you know you do get people who want to feed you. um, Try meditation, try breathing, try this, try that. And it's like, you just want to say, stop. I've tried all of it. And it hasn't worked for me. So you know, you kind of get like a little bit frustrated. You know, they think that they understand, but they haven't been in your shoes. So they don't really understand.
0: No, that's a really good point. And -hmm. I don't know if you're the same, but um, when you, when you started to get, feel the symptoms coming on, uh, did you almost start to research as much as you could into the symptoms?
1: As much as possible. Dr. Google was my, my best friend and my worst friend at the same time, because it made me a lot worse.
0: No, I, I think that's a real good point as well, because I'd like yeah. you say you do get um, a power, obviously, when you realize what, what the symptoms are. Um, so with a panic attack, you realize that it's your body who actually working efficiently uh, yeah. to protect you. But then, like you say, if you do have like a new symptom, then you can go down like a health anxiety. Yeah. You're like um, so- the
1: square one.
0: Yeah, the next question is, have you ever been dismissed? Um, so like, in work, or maybe with mm-hmm. other friends, or just like in a social setting, if you mentioned anxiety, and how did you cope uh, with that dismissal, if you have?
1: Yeah, I was absolutely dismissed many, many times. And it was another reason why I wanted to make this Instagram. Um, you know, I, I want people to know that it's not okay, and that we need to start talking about it. And I, you know, at first it really hurt me when people would dismiss me and I really took it to heart. And then, you know, it took a while for me to understand that they don't get it, they haven't experienced it. So if you don't really experience something, you don't really understand it. So I think we just have to be patient with them and we have to continue to try to make them understand in ways that they can understand. For example, explaining. These are my physical symptoms anxiety makes me feel like my chest is caving in can you imagine what it feels like if your chest was caving in and then they might have a better understanding like okay they're not just worried and nervous breathing is not just gonna help you know so it's like a little bit more about just continuing the conversation and just just patience
0: really no that's a really good point yeah um and I think, like you say, it, I think patience is definitely a really important key as well. And um, and just uh, touching on the people that did dismiss you, so would you say that was like in a work setting or like a social yeah. setting, or would you say it was like a mixture of both?
1: It was definitely a mixture of both. I mean, I'm I'm more of a private person, so I didn't necessarily go and tell people at work or anything like that um, but the people that I did open up to about it there were sh- for sure people both at work and, and in my social settings that tried to understand but they also didn't really know how to so it was both for sure.
0: And in your workplace um, did you get anxiety symptoms while you were in work or was that not really a place that triggered a
1: Yes, I think that my my work was exactly what triggered it. Uh, That's where everything started, unfortunately. So yes, that work was the absolute trigger for me.
0: Okay, that's really interesting. Um, The the next question is, um, once you've reached uh, anxiety recovery, will you carry on with your page? Because you're obviously documenting everything that you're going through at the moment. You said that you're... On a good day, 90% there, on a bad day, you feel like maybe 50%. Yeah. Um, so when you do reach uh, that recovery, um, how, do you, how do you feel that your community will evolve? Um, we, we still yeah. want to carry it on um, because we've got a lot of people who are really engaged in, in the content that you're providing who don't want you to go anywhere
1: yeah and i'm not going anywhere um i will always continue you know posting my insights things that i learned things that helped me things that didn't help me and i fully believe that it will be you know a process that will require patience so even after i will be fully recovered i plan to keep my instagram and i plan to keep the community going because i know that some people will not be there yet so I definitely will not stop it. I will continue to spread awareness. Like I know we all will.
0: No, that's brilliant, Alexia. Um, And what I'd like to mention as well is um, I remember one of the first posts that I saw by yourself, um, which was the, um, do you know, the feeling of the lump uh, in the throat, globus barum?
1: Yeah, it's like Lois Hystericus. There's a bunch of different ways to say it, but that's the general term, I
0: think. Yeah, and that was something that I dealt with um, when I was going through a panic disorder, but I'd never seen it uh, documented on Instagram. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, there's actually someone who's actually speaking about something that that was really rare to me at the time. Um, And so that really did did, um, resonate with me. Um, yeah. And I'd like to say that you're very good at doing that. You're very good at, like you say, sharing your own experience and what worked for you. And also then coming with the science behind um other techniques as well.
1: Thank you. I definitely try to be, I try to take my experience, but also, you know, why we feel that way and what we can do to make it better. Um, and just
0: put it all out
1: there for everyone to, uh, to see and, and resonate with if they can.
0: And where would you say that you get insp- your inspiration for your post? Because obviously you're posting um, unique, brand new content yeah. every day. So where would you say that? Is it from your own experience or is it from yeah. like a collective of uh, like anxiety uh, learning?
1: Yeah. At this point, it is mostly from all of my experience. For example, the phrases that people misuse in mental health, those were phrases that were told to me or to close to close family and friends that I've heard before. So I, I use things that I've heard. I use things that I've dealt with and kind of tweak it a little bit to make posts at this point.
0: That's brilliant. And I think that's why uh, you've probably got such good engagement, because like you say, you're almost speaking from the heart. So I think um, it it really engages with your followers. And I think that's obviously why the community feels really working. So I'd just like to say, obviously, well done with everything that you're doing there. Um, The next question is, what situations would you say trigger um, your anxiety um, at the moment? So on your bad days. Uh, and what symptoms would you say are the scariest to you? And do you have uh, any like techni- go-to techniques that work for yourself that you'd like to share to other people about these uh, symptoms that uh, scare you?
1: Yeah, um, so the trigger one is a difficult one for me. I'm not sure that I have specific triggers. I would say that one of my main triggers is just... The smell of marijuana. I honestly just, I had a bad experience with it in the past, and I cannot smell it. If I smell it, I, I automatically have, uh, I feel like I'm gonna have a panic attack. Um, my, uh, yeah, I would say that's probably my biggest, my biggest trigger. But as far as my scariest symptoms, still to this day, would be derealization, um, and depersonalization, that DPDR. Mm -hmm. Um, Driving used to be a very big trigger for me because that's where I had my first panic attack behind the wheel Um, and I got out of the car and I was like, I thought I was absolutely having a heart attack, but I've been able to overcome that trigger through uh, forcing myself to drive and now I drive pretty normally, Um, but I still do experience derealization, depersonalization while I drive sometimes, but I just push through it. yeah i just said someone it's like when they smell a skunk that's like me it doesn't even have to be like marijuana it could be a skunk that smells like marijuana and i'm like oh my gosh like that's a big trigger for me so that's probably my biggest one along with driving but i'm i'm definitely able to drive now at this point um so
0: to this day you'd say that if you do smell marijuana or or anything that's similar then you can feel um, the anxiety symptoms coming straight away can you yeah
1: straight away straight away like it's in a matter of seconds it like comes upon me all of my symptoms the same thing happens with driving but for some reason I'm still able to continue driving like it used to be as i used to walk up to my car i would get all of my physical symptoms my chest tightness my vision changes my derealization and i would turn around and not drive but now i kind of force myself to drive so the symptoms have backed off a little bit so that's why i always say on my platform you got to face your fears because i've done it and it's helped me so you know don't avoid yeah. things that that scare you just do them
0: no and that's that's a really a really good point to mention because obviously uh, when you're dealing with uh, anxiety, the one thing you want to do is get that relief uh, yes. from, from these symptoms. Uh, and, and I think uh, when you're inexperienced to what anxiety does and and the way that it changes your behaviour, sometimes that um, it is easy to try and avoid the situations, not knowing that it's actually increasing the anxiety yes. when when you do come into the situation. So that's a really good point that you made about um even even if it 's just small steps, like you said um when you was beginning um to to go and walk up to your car, you said that you 'd feel your anxiety symptoms coming on so then yeah. it 's even one day see if you can actually get to the to the yeah. door of your car even yeah. before going in and obviously praising yourself uh, with every little step that you take
1: always um, I used to kiss my brain every time I would do something <laughs> good i would my brain. I would give myself back love because honestly it's you're doing hard things. Like love yourself for it, you know? And you're so right though. You drive down the road and then you drive to a store and then you drive down a highway and you keep those little steps and eventually you're you, you feel like you can do it.
0: Uh, no, that's a really really important message as well, I think. Um, and yeah. just regard just going back a little bit to the depersonalization and the derealization, just be yourself. Um, yeah. Could you explain the symptoms that you get um, regarding those two things?
1: Yeah. So for the derealization, I have a, very much a feeling of unreality. So I would describe it as living in a dream, um, a very dreamlike state, looking through a glass wall almost. And almost as though there's like a film on my eyes. Um, it doesn't feel clear. Um as far as depersonalization, I would say that I can see myself from outside of my body. So it's almost as if I'm viewing my own body talking. Um, it, that's probably the strangest sym- symptom that I've had. I've also looked in the mirror and kind of saw myself and I was like, is that really me? Um, do I really look like that? So it's that's more depersonalization of how I experience it.
0: And how would you say when you do get them symptoms, how long would you say that they last? Or can that vary depending on the it situation? It's completely,
1: yeah. For me, it completely varies. So if, you know, it's a social setting and I'm highly anxious, then it will last the entire time. And then as soon as I leave that situation, it lifts. It's almost like a film, like lifting off of your eyes. It's the weirdest thing. If you've experienced it, you probably understand. Um, but if it's something small, like driving for me now at this point, Um, I may experience it just while I'm driving, and then as soon as I get to my destination, it lifts. So it doesn't last usually after the trigger or the the anxious situation is over. It only lasts when I'm feeling highly anxious. Right, no, that's a
0: really good explanation. Thanks for that, um, Alexia. Um, And the final question from the platform is, would you treat someone different now if they came up to you and confided in you saying that they're dealing with anxiety compared to the Alexia uh, before you dealt with an anxiety disorder? I think that's a really good question. Yeah,
1: it's an excellent question. And I would say 100 percent. I mean, you just don't get it if you don't have it. And because you don't get it, unfortunately you're not as sensitive to it and you, you don't know how to answer things and you don't know how to you know have sympathy and empathy. So yes, now I understand and I'm able to be empathetic and sympathetic and, and completely treat the situation differently than I would have before I experienced life with anxiety and what life with an anxiety disorder because it's, it's different. Everyday anxiety is very different than an anxiety disorder. And people, unfortunately with everyday anxiety think that they can relate. And it's, it's hard for people with anxiety disorders because that's where that lack of understanding really comes into play.
0: And that's why obviously we've got communities like ourselves that are yep. trying to break that stigma and show the difference between anxiety disorders and anxiety. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think that's a really good place. Um, well with the questions yeah and um, just regarding yourself do you have any projects um coming up um, what can your followers expect to see more of um do you think you'll be diving more into like IGTV I know you mentioned TikTok so do you actually have a TikTok account now or is that something that's in the making
1: I do have a TikTok account but I have not made any videos for it yet so stay tuned that's next on my list Um, I have another secret project coming up that I can't talk about yet, but it is very exciting. And I think that my followers will absolutely love it. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to continue to make posts. I always take post requests. So I have one coming out tonight that was highly requested. Um, so I, I always listen to my followers and if you guys are struggling with anything and you want to send me a request, I will definitely consider it and put my heart into a post for it.
0: That's brilliant. And I think you've had your practice uh, now with Instagram Reels as well. So (laughs) you should be, you should be ready to go with TikTok. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And I'll I'll keep doing the Reels. I think the Reels are a little bit more my speed at this point. Plus, we don't know what's happening with TikTok. So
0: we'll see. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. Well, Alexia, I'd just like to say um, thank you for everything that you're doing uh, with the mental health community. you, you really uh, you've really um, got a massive um, impact on Instagram in such such short time as well. How long have you been doing it on Instagram? Was it since June is it?
1: July, yeah, since July. So it really did have a, a great effect on people. and yes, thank you, Beth because you do wonderful work as well for our community.
0: I appreciate that, Alexia. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much for uh, spending time um, and answering the questions. And yeah, um, if if everyone wants to see more of you, um, head over to Not So Secret Diary. Um, and I'm sure you'll be able to look after everyone uh, with your wise words.
1: Always, yes. I have all of your backs. I've got you.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much, Alexia.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Take care, yeah. Bye. You've been listening to DLC Live. Be sure to follow Dean on Instagram at dlcanxiety. Check our website at dlcanxiety.com and grab yourself a copy of our latest book, Untangle Your Anxiety, on Amazon today. See you next time.